Well, hello everyone. Okay, I say everyone. Hi cousin. Hi Kay. Love ya. <laughs> and Becky. Gotta give a shout out to the people I think will absolutely listen and that's fine. I'm feeling a little bit melancholy. I, uh, I just, I just, I, well, let me back up. I went to the dentist twice this last week. One day it was for dental cleaning. Then the next day it was for orthodontia. And, um, every time I go to the dentist's office, you know, I go through their ridiculous protocols of answer these questions, which I don't even read. I just answer no. I don't care what they say. They're all, have you been in the presence of the Rona? Well, who knows? Who cares? What difference does it make? And then they take your temperature. As though that's going to tell them something. And it's not. I, I just am tired of it. And are you tired of it too, Stella? Did you hear her? She, she, she agreed. I was very happy with Texas, though. Smart guy. I was really actually surprised and and just thought, what provoked that governor? Can't think of his name right now. He's a good man, though. To just say, you know what? Screw it. I'm done playing this game. Everybody, get back to work. Don't wear a mask. If you're afraid, stay home. Good on him. How long is it going to take for people to wake up and realize they've been played. What made me think about this at the dentist's office was I, I get so tired of playing their game, you know? And it's like, why am I doing this? Why, why am I lowering my standard to meet their requirement. Well, because I need to get my teeth cleaned. That's why. And I was kind of disappointed in myself because I always try to be nice to everybody and smile, although nobody can see me smile with my stupid mask on. And as I was leaving, I was making my follow-up appointment and I was trying to cheer the gal who was checking me out. She seemed, well, she didn't seem happy. Let's put it that way. And I said, I said, so what do you think about Texas? Aren't you, don't you think it's great what they've done? They're reopening. And she says, oh, I don't know. I just want everybody to be safe. And of course, in my typical form, I said, yeah, I understand that. And 
I don't remember exactly what I said to her, but then I, I told her to have a good day, and I left, and of course when I get back to my car, I think of something I should have said, something like, I should have asked her right then and there, I should have said, well, what do you mean by safe? Are, are you afraid of getting COVID, or, or what, what, what? What do you mean by that? I should have engaged her a little more. And then I thought I should have said, you know what? God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. That's just something you can think about. And I just really was bummed by myself because I thought about that gal for the rest of the day. And I thought I missed an opportunity there to, if nothing else, put a little something in her, her her thought processes of differentiation of how she's thinking. Because it was very evident to me in her one statement, I just want everybody, I just want the reopening to be safe. That she has been brainwashed by the mainstream media. She's not reading anything on her own. She's doing exactly what her company is told to do. And, you know, I get it. From a business standpoint, especially like a dental office or something, you know, they have all these restrictions to begin with. And bless their hearts, I have to say, I, I'm thoroughly impressed with my dentist's office in particular. And I'm talking about the dentist because it's literally the only place I go. And... They um, they are so diligent with all of these extra duties that they now have to do, seemingly. I, I don't recall them ever wiping down the chair and wiping down um, everything. Like, they are meticulous with the cleaning down of everything. And... I don't know. I just I just felt like it's it's sad what we have come to in our world. And you know, we do live in Babylon of sorts. And I was reminded in my study that you know had Daniel and Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah given in just a little bit, just a little bit. You know, they refused to eat the king's food. They refused to bow just one time to the, to the idol. You know, they, they, they didn't do the little things and it's the little things when when you are are solid about not caving to the world and the little things then i think it will be much easier to not cave to the world and the big things and i think we're going to be facing some very big things coming up some big tests on our 
standards. And you know, it's now week 53 of three weeks to slow the spread. You did good. You're doing a great job, by the way. Proud of you. Proud of you. Longest three weeks of your life, hasn't it been? Yeah, mm-hmm, me too. <laughs> but I just feel like we are so <laughs> stupid almost. And I remember when this whole lockdown thing was just getting started and they were telling us that we're all going to have to wear masks. And and then they started saying businesses could, you know, restaurants could only be open to 50% capacity. And I have to say, I was truly surprised by our capitulation. I really was. I was like, I, I cannot believe these, these businesses are just bending over and saying, okay. I really was shocked because... I didn't think that that would happen. I really thought people would just say, I can't do that and survive. No, I'm not going to do it. And it's not the law and you're not God and you don't get to tell me that I, that's how I run my business. This is a free country. But that tells you the state of where we are. We have slipped to a point of servitude and not holding fast to our freedom and I've, I wrote many, many times on all my social media, many times I wrote, I wish I had a business. I wish I had a business that I could just defy them. I would. I would have defied them and defied them and gone to jail. I would have done it. And, you know, my son had a great job. He he was a, you know, chef in a one of the best restaurants in Boulder. And they just caved. These people that own, they own three of the top restaurants in Boulder. And he thought they were going back to work last May. Last May. And the next thing they know, they get told, you know what? We're just giving up. We're closing our doors. We're done. And I just can't believe it. I mean, to me, it's like, are you nuts? They cannot make us do this. And yet we did. And yet we did. I I seriously sat and watched in absolute astonishment at how we obeyed the Democrat Fauci machine. And you know, what really makes me crazy is that I immediately started doing my own research. Immediately. And I I started learning things. I think the first thing I did was back in December of 2019 when Tucker Carlson was doing, um, he happened to get word of this sickness that was going around in China and he did a story on it in December of 2019. And so it I remember he he said the name of the virus or something and something 
I can't remember exactly how I came to the conclusion that it was a planned virus. Something in whatever his article that he was talking about gave me that concept. So I did my own research and I went to the um, patent office website. Hello, that's what I know, patents. And I did, I, I searched for um, patents that were developed with the intent of finding a cure or, or, or patents for viruses. That's what I searched for was creation of a virus, you know, that sort of keyword. And I found them. And I found that there was this virus and this was through various um, different things. I, I found patents and then I got the names of the inventors and I went and I Googled that or excuse me, pardon me. I did not mean to swear like that. I beg my pardon. I, Father, forgive me. I did not mean to sin. I duck ducked um, the inventor's names and, you know, just did some research. And I discovered that this Wuhan lab, and, and I, I use that as a keyword, had purposefully developed this disease for the sole reason of creating a cure that they would have to be contacted for the cure. So the goal for this virus was they were going to unleash it on the world and they would be able, you would have to go to them for the cure. And that was the entire goal of it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I that's crazy. But that was in December of 2019. And I first learned that. And I thought, I wonder if that's the virus. That's, that's the same Wuhan lab and all of this. And this is before, you know, Dr. Fauci comes to um, be a headliner on every stinking day's news station and every um, remember when we would have the daily reports by Kaylee and, oh my gosh, he would get up there and his models were completely off, completely off. He, when, when he first started this whole thing, he was saying, you know, millions, millions of people were going to die. And he was completely wrong. Then we discovered that the the PCR tests were purposefully misdone. And all you have to do is do a little bit of research to learn. That's all you have to do. If you do some research, you figure it out. You learn that the models are wrong. The PCR tests were purposefully set to too high in order to get false positives. Okay, so then there's that. And it just keeps going and going. And it's like a snowball, you know, you push that darn thing and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what happened. Well, and of course, the U.S. leads the world, right? As the U.S. goes, so goes the rest of the world. 
Well, some countries did, other countries did not, which, boy, I have one of my very best friends lives in England, and bless her, they are in total lockdown. They're not even allowed to leave their houses. It's crazy. But how much of this has been ridiculous? Do you know that, the, and I've said all along, I did my own research on masks and their um, efficacy, and that was super simple. That was like easy, easy peasy. Um, yeah, a mask is not going to help you, okay? It's, and I've said it, and I actually just tonight heard it on the news. Same, same exact analogy. And I was like, where has this guy been? Where has he been? I don't remember who it was, but it was on OAN. That's about the only news station I watch anymore. If I watch the news at all. Um... Anyway, his analogy was my analogy. My analogy is it's like using a chain link fence to stop a mosquito. Amen. The virus is so tiny, tiny, tiny. It can go through the mesh of your mask. One, two, three masks does not matter. And the efficacy of these masks is 0.5% perhaps. It's all a joke. It's all ridiculous. And never before have we ever in society locked down the healthy in a pandemic. It, it's backwards. It's backwards. It's down is up world, right? I mean, think about the lies. Fauci and his models caused all of this. I mean, seriously. And his, his insatiable need for, I don't know, is it, is it that he wants that control, that he wants to be on the stage? I mean, I know he's getting paid a lot. I mean, he was the highest paid government personnel last year. That's insanity. He's an idiot. And he's a greedy liar and he has not treated one patient with COVID. Not one. Now, I personally would rather go to a doctor who has treated thousands of patients with a combination of budesonide, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and zinc, and has had zero patients die. Wouldn't you? Doesn't that make sense? But you see, that model went against the whole, if we have an, okay, so you have to understand how the pharmaceutical industry and the FDA and all that crap works. Back when Trump blasphemed, and used the word hydroxychloroquine, which was discovered by multiple doctors around the world to work and be effective if given early, 
um, at the early onset of symptoms, when he did that, of course Fauci and his team knew that it worked. Of course they did. They create this crap. But in the world of medicine, if there is a viable treatment already um, out there, you cannot get funding to create a vaccine. And they wanted that, obviously, desperately, desperately wanted to do that for various reasons. Bill Gates wants to kill everybody, you know, him and his eugenics team of um, globalists. And um, I'm still a little bit stymied by Trump. I think, honestly, you know, think of his position at the time. He's got 70,000 people shouting at him different things. And he knows that he could probably push it through to find a vaccine. And wow, wouldn't that be great? And he's got Fauci telling him, no, 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 no. Hydroxychloroquine is dangerous. Well, bull crap. Look it up. Look it up. It's a very common treatment. Has been used for 60 years. And how is that dangerous again? Excuse me, explain this to me how it's dangerous. We're all so blind and we're all such lemmings. We just follow along, follow along. Are we going to do that forever? Are we going to be lemmings and follow that? I, for one, am not. And it's really, really hard. And I think it's why I've become such a hermit. I would rather stay home than follow their rules. And you know what? In some ways, it saved me nothing but money because I don't go shopping anymore. And it's given me a lot of time to um, think about things and think about what I really want in life and what is important to me, what... what, um, You know, I've I've always loved pretty, pretty things. And I've always been a decorator and wanted to do um, decorating things. And I'm such an artist. I have my little daffodils galleria. And I've never gone anywhere with it because it's just for fun for me. And... I've always bought more and more and more for that, to feed that need for creativity that I have. And over the past, oh, I don't know, six months maybe, I've really gotten to a place where I just don't want to buy anything more. I just don't. And I've even considered selling some of the things that I have because I don't want to live in Babylon anymore. And I see the roadmap that's in front of us. And we can't be lemmings. We can't fall into 
the pattern of eating the food at Nebuchadnezzar's table. If we do the one tiny little thing that makes us of the world, we miss the opportunity to walk through the fire with Jesus. You know? And that's a really interesting way if you think about it that way. And that that's what I've really thought about is in my um, Daniel study, had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego decided to bow down to that idol, they wouldn't have been thrown, well, they weren't thrown in. They fell into the fire when the, when the, when the guys who were holding on to them were burned to a crisp. <laughs> and they literally walked with Jesus through that fire. Now, had they succumbed to that little tiny thing, it would have been easy to just bow, right? It would have been. But had they done that, they would have missed that chance to walk through that fire with Jesus. And that's pretty, pretty big. Same thing with Daniel. You know, he's thrown in the, to the lion's den because he chose to pray after they set him up. You know, the other satraps and stuff decided that they were going to set a trap for him. That's what I... They set traps. Satraps that set traps. That's my little keyword there. <laughs> they set a trap for him that, you know, they had uh, Belshazzar come up with this stupid law that nobody's allowed to ask of anything for anything for anybody except him for however much time it was. And, you know, Daniel knows he doesn't care. He still goes and three times a day faces Jerusalem and gives thanks to the Lord. Gets thrown into the lion's den for it. Well, guess what he got out of that? He got an opportunity to meet an angel and have a bunch of lions for a pillow. Can you imagine? Had he given in and just not gone and done his little prayer, he wouldn't have gotten that opportunity. So you have to see the opposite side of the coin. You have opportunities to speak to to experience God, to experience things that you may not get by being a lemming and wearing your mask. Every chance that you get to not obey their ridiculousness is a chance for you to hold fast to your morals. And Okay, so here's an example. I really, really, really love going to thrift stores. I love it. Love it. Haven't been to one in the entire, entire 
Like, I think I went to one one time, like, last June. But once, and for me, that's unheard of. I used to go every week. I love it. Anyway, haven't been because I know there's this stupid mask mandate, and I just hate it. I feel uncomfortable wearing the mask. I can't breathe right. It itches me. I have fibromyalgia, and... I'm, my skin is, insens- is is incredibly sensitive to any kind of tags. I can't wear shirts with tags in them, all that kind of crap. And it's just, I know that it's not necessary. And my brain tells me, why are you caving to this rule that you know is not necessary? Why? Well, rather than go live out in Babylon and wear their mask, I don't go. I just stay home. But the thought has occurred to me to try, lately especially, since, especially since Texas, go Texas, woohoo, Texas has become Neanderthal land. I think that'd be a great name for an amusement park. Um, area, you know, like how Disneyland has all of the different lands, like Disneyland has Fantasyland and Frontierland and all that, Tomorrowland, I think we need Neanderthalland and it'll be Texas, (laughs) so ridiculous, and he just fully opened up, go guy, go for it. I'm 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 getting a little braver and I'm thinking I'm going to try. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try going to Dollar Tree. And if they stop me at the front door, I I this is why I haven't done it is because I I thought I don't want to lie. I could probably technically get away with saying I have a medical reason I can't wear the mask. I I could probably get away with that. But I could wear it while I'm shopping. I have. I've gone out a couple, three, four, five times, and I'll put the mask on for, you know, that. The nicest thing about going to the dentist is the second I sit in the dentist's chair, I can take my mask off. Because you can't get the Rona while you're sitting in the chair. Just in case you were wondering, you're allowed to t- take the mask off the minute you get in that chair. But the second you get out of that chair, you've got to put your mask on because that's when you can catch it or you can spread it. But you can't spread it or catch it while you're sitting in the chair. So, I don't know, maybe I'll put a dentist chair on my butt and walk around like that and say, no, 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 I'm in the dentist chair. And you can't catch it or give it while you're in the chair. So ridiculous. Ugh, it's all so ridiculous. But anyway, what I might do is attempt to walk in and just see what happens. If I go in and they say, put your mask on, put your mask on. You know, I kind of want to see somebody freak out about it and say, just stay six feet away from me. You know, if you're going to live in a spirit of fear, that's your choice. I choose not to. 
I wonder what they, if, if I said that to someone, what they might do to me, <laughs> what they would say. I'm not a big person and I'm definitely not a tough person. <laughs> I'm only five foot four and it's, it's funny because <laughs> I, I, my, my, my biggest, um, weapon has always been my sharp tongue and I don't know. Maybe I'm going to try that. Maybe I'll go to the Dollar Tree and see if I can pull it off. Nevada is really hard because it's we're still on complete lockdown here. I I just don't even know how long it's going to last. Last. Anyway, just my thoughts and ramblings about being lemmings or not being lemmings and how can we how can we uh step outside the box of tyranny and maybe make be the change that we want to see that's that's the key i think if more of us did what I thought we were all going to do. I really, truly did not anticipate that we would, that I would see Americans succumb to the demands of the crazy. And they did. We really did. And I am just baffled by it. I truly am. My own dad drives me crazy. I'm scared to death he's going to get that vaccine that is killing people right and left and he refuses to listen to me. And he's smart. He's a smart guy. But he's got that fear and I think that's what it boils down to is the fear of getting covid outweighs his intelligence his and that's what's happened is they have flipped our common sense into fear hold on to your common sense people the vaccine now listen to this okay so now they're saying no the vaccine does not prevent you from getting covid again and Yes, you can still spread COVID if you have the vaccine. So what the heck is the point in the vaccine? Just so you can get it? No, that's stupid. I I just refuse. I, I will not do it. Anyway, I want to end this rant. <laughs> this is a rant, by the way. <sighs> I want to read this. Since we're on this Daniel theme lately, you guys are all going to have to go through my Bible studies with me, just so you know, because that's where my brain gets stuck when I'm doing one. I'm going to read a few verses of Daniel to you. Just listen to them and see if they ring true to your Babylon that we're living in right now. And think also about how can you be 
Daniel in the world of Babylon and hold true to your beliefs, even the little ones, because the little ones lead to the big ones. And that's where God shows up. Okay, so this is Daniel 2, Daniel 2, 20 to 22, from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Daniel praised the God of heaven and declared, May the name of God be praised forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals the deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I just love that. He knows what is in the darkness and we are living in such darkness and he is watching everything and he is not happy. I'm telling you. Light dwells with him. Remember that. That's how I live every day. I'm telling you people. I am so blessed to have a few friends who will put up with my whining and moaning when I get to that point. And thank you for that. (laughs) And I've made my mistakes. Boy, have I. But Daniel praised the God of heaven and declared, May the name of God be praised forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. He changes the times and seasons. And right now it's kind of springy spring, and I love it. I'm seeing my two trees in the backyard. I have a peach tree and a nectarine tree, and they have little pink flowers on them. And every morning when I get up, morning, that's kind of funny. I don't get up in the morning. I get up in the afternoon. I get up and I see them and I, I'm trying to find these little reminders. Right now I need every little reminder I can that God is with me. And he's poking out those flowers. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings or presidents. And in my world, my president is President Trump. Because guess what? Biden didn't win. He did not win. And I'm just holding on to the the fact that that's the truth. And I'm going to pull a Lynn Wood and say that until something else changes my mind, I'm having the faith that God is going to change something and it's going to be big. And that's fine. And if he doesn't, then I expect Babylon to just keep getting worse 
and worse and worse. And we got to uh, pray harder and hold fast to our belief system and fight for what we believe in. And remember that he's the light. He's the truth. And we know nothing. <laughs>